Hey, welcome to the Push-Pull Sales and Marketing Podcast. I'm Marcello. And I'm Sherry. In each episode, we provide you with sales and marketing strategies that you can implement immediately into your own business. Today, we're going to be talking about why you shouldn't be afraid of the internet. You shouldn't be afraid of putting yourself out there or getting involved with digital marketing. But real quick, we want to let you know that we have set up a Patreon page. So rewards for that include shout-outs on our episodes, cold calling transcripts, um or scripts, website reviews, phone consults, and all that good stuff. So you can go to patreon.com slash pushpullsales to view all of the details there. Um, and we appreciate your support. Thank you for listening and all of that. Thank you for sharing all of that good stuff. Um, but I wanted to address stuff in this episode, stuff that I've heard more so um, coming from like small businesses or like local organizations, that there's kind of this fear of the internet. And there's this fear of putting yourself out there on the internet, um, either as a person or as a business, but I think especially as a business. And I think a lot of that fear comes from a misunderstanding, kind of like that fear of the unknown, or they will pick and choose a couple situations and point to that and think that that's going to automatically be the experience. And I can speak for myself. Like when I started blogging, I kind of assumed that every blog post would be met with trolls and a lot of hateful comments and a lot of heated debate. And the reality of it is, one, when you start blogging, um, you know, and this was what, seven years ago? Like, when you start out, um, nobody's really reading you that much. Like, don't flatter yourself kind of thing. (laughs) Um, But, two, I mean, in in these years of writing, like, I've written countless articles by now. And sometimes on controversial things. You know, I write a lot about parenting. And that, a lot of times, can spark heated debates. And even within that, I have never... I won't say never. I have rarely been met with trolls and hate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely been very seldom. And kind of thinking about what you're saying, too, in terms of being on the Internet and kind of throwing yourself out there. Like, for some of those small businesses, like, all that mindset that they have, again, you have that confirmation bias. So you think of, like, the worst-case scenario, like what you were talking about. Right, like, for me, that's what gets the most. And you kind of justify it, you know. That's what gets the most recognition. Like, you hear all the time, like, oh, these trolls, like – Oh, look at this poor person that they got beaten down by these trolls. When in reality, like, that just doesn't happen that often. Especially not if you're, like, a small business or someone starting out or or something like that. And I think you're right that, that it might be used as an excuse to just not do it. Like, I don't have to figure this out. I don't have to spend the time or the money or, you know, the brain power to do this. Because, look, it's just going to be met with crazy internet people. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and the other thing to consider, too, like, again, like, thinking about the, like, those worst case scenarios, like, one, like, they very seldom happen. Yeah. And two, when, let's just say, hypothetically, something were to, were actually were to occur, if you've already used social media and used digital marketing, you already have an established voice, it's a lot easier for you to go and defend yourself. To kind of give an example, um, I think in New Jersey, and this is going to blow up, I think it's going, I think it's going viral now, basically a pizza place. Um, I think they use like a pea for a plain pizza and then like a squiggle for, I want to say like garlic knots. And they put that on the actual pizza box and they gave it to a cop and the cop thought it said pigs. 
Um, oh. So he's like, well, like the cops said, hey, like, what does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. He had blasted it, whatever, and they had, like, a bad reputation for it. Uh, and then they actually, which already having established social media, be like, in, in terms of their existing customers, like, here's a picture of the box. Here's what it looks like. You right. know, this is actually what we do. Here's the exact scenario, you know, and all that good stuff, which is a lot easier for you to go out and talk to people when you've already been social and you've already kind of engaged in your existing customers. Right. You know, it's a lot easier for you to defend yourself versus like when you have no, no, no presence. So again, in kind of embracing that worst case scenario, you know, if you're not on the internet and you're not doing any digital right. marketing. He could have been on the internet and then you wouldn't have had a voice or a base at all. Exactly. You would have found out like, hey, like, did you see like that, that thing on Facebook or did you see that thing yeah. like, on like Yelp? So, so a couple things there that I want to get into. I Remind me. I want to okay. mention how hold you accountable. when you're online, you're not just talking to the trolls. Sometimes they might pop up and you might hear from them, but you're not hearing. I can't tell you like how a business many. To business standpoint, like you don't really see that that no, much. Like, you're it's not. not it's not like trolls. Reddit. It's not like no. roast me or all that good no. stuff. You're just yeah, pretty much no. You're not going to see that. But but the point is, you are reaching real people, even when it seems like you're not. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've run into someone in person, and they they'll reference a specific article and be like. I loved this article or thank you for this advice or I love X, Y, Z, like keep posting. These people don't like online. They don't comment. They're not sharing, but they're still consuming the content. So you putting yourself out there is still talking to somebody and, and you're building that, that core audience. And having a a variety of content too is important too. Cause think about like, you know, what you said, is, you know, they might not click, they might not comment, they might not whatever. So even companies that actually do track that, yeah, you know, sometimes if I just go and I see on my phone, like, oh, okay, let me, let me look up this, like, pizza place, or let, let me go ahead and look up this, like, marketing firm, whatever, and I only see, right, like... you just want to see if they have a presence. They have a presence, and a variety of, of actual different things. So just seeing that real quick, that would make me feel good about that, or, like, even, like, right. you know, clothing or anything like that. Like, like just, just, just think of any kind of product or any kind of service. Right. You know, having that place. Okay, so holding you accountable here. You no, said- so that's what I wanted. I wanted to touch on that. But I also wanted to just bring out what you had said as well, that if you don't start doing it now, mm-hmm. if you're not engaging in this community, in this, in this plat, in all of these platforms, in this form of communication, you are getting left behind and it's only getting harder and harder, harder to catch up. There is a specific language to social media. A lot of people speak that language Mm -hmm. of casual communication, of um, understanding how that works. And the only way, you know, it it changes, it shifts, but the best way to learn how to speak this language of digital communication is just to do it. And and I understand, like, being worried about doing it right, but at some point, you just need to go try it. Just go do it. Just consume it and and figure out what's going to work for you. But I think the fear of jumping in, like, it's only going to get worse. If you wait another year, it's going to be harder to put yourself on the map. uh, To quote E.T., the hip-hop preacher, um, you know, one of the number one motivational speakers, speakers in the world, you know, if you put this off one day, it might set off all your success. It could be six months. It could be an entire year. Like you have no idea. And talk about getting like caught up and trying to make things perfect. So again, if you try to make things perfect, one, it's changing so quickly. Like for example, if you try to figure out like, 
oh, let me take a course or let me look up like what are the best practices for like Periscope. Like Periscope was huge mm-hmm. and then it went away. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, so let me work on making like the perfect like vines. Let me work on making like the perfect like, I don't know. Um, Instagram MySpace account. Uh, or, yeah, or, or, or like MySpace account or anything like that. Like it's constant, it's constantly evolving. And again, what we talked about actually in episode 50, you know, if you wait till everything's perfect, you're going to, you're going to get nothing done. So it's better to, yeah. to, to, to take action and kind of do things right away versus the kind of like, well, and, and like, just like with anything else with your business, I mean, I'm sure you've had unhappy customers. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. Maybe they called you. Maybe they feel like, and like you said, maybe they vented about it on social media and you didn't know. Like, I don't, the fear of somebody leaving a bad review or someone coming on your Facebook page and saying something bad about you. Um, like, so what? Like, and and maybe there's something constructive in that. And maybe, and like you said, it gives you the opportunity to respond to that complaint in a way that's not going to fuel the fire like Mm -hmm. yes you do need to be um diplomatic yes you do need to be smart about what you're putting out there you know if you're a local um you know consignment store or something you know downtown like you're not gonna be spouting very controversial things on your social media no you're still gonna be strategic about it but i don't think you need to be afraid of the internet because it's the internet like it's not really that different than anything else business-wise that you've been doing no no and then kind of thinking too you know in terms of previous experience like having a situation where you'd had, and in this case, it basically, it was a, um, it was a customer ended up, um, only a couple thousand dollars, I think. Um, but basically, you know, someone's very manipulative, you know, and think like, all right, well, this person is going to go online and like ruin our reputation. We like, we just, just started building that. Mm-hmm. Like, again, being, being paranoid about that too. Cause again, we focused on, you know, certain markets and certain sub and certain subsets, but then we kind of branched out and done some digital stuff. Uh, we done some, you know, like, you know, paid advertising, all that stuff, just being paranoid about like, Hey, like what is going to happen? Like when this person does that too. And, and it turned out to like, again, like the, in this case, it was, this person was a, was a shady character. He's not going to put himself out there. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but again, to just, just having that like paranoia about that too. And that was because we had just started to establish. And again, if you kind of right. look like, okay, so the only thing you're going to see is like maybe like a couple articles, whatever, like a small like set of actual dialogue, and then just that one, like, actual blemish and thinking about it in yeah. the grand scheme of things, too. Like, let's just say you start off and that, and that actually does happen. As long as you keep posting yeah. and you keep putting content in, you kind of flush it out. There's actually companies that do uh, reputation, reputation management. management. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's stuff. Um, what is it? Brand yourself. That's, that's Did they move here to the area yet? Are they they're on their way? They might be in Lankland. But, um, you know, so. That's Lancaster for but, sure. But <laughs> the other thing is. I hear from um, a lot of people concerns about, like, spam stuff. And it's just so bizarre to me that um, – all right. So to give you a situation. Oh, um, that's humorous. <laughs> local school district, um, they wanted to survey people. They, you know, wanted to get feedback from the community. My recommendation to them um, was to create an online – survey that they can send out to members of the school district and get feedback. They're going to get a lot more feedback that way and a lot more probably honest feedback. Um, yeah. If people can be filling it out at home, we went to 
um, a night we had to go in person. We had, I don't know, five minutes a question, if that, to quickly think of an answer for these very involved questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my thing. They, it turns out, we heard after the fact, you know, they liked the idea, they were considering it, but they were concerned that they were going to get swarmed with spam. Like, yeah, so basically people are going to, like, like quote, rigging the system. Yeah, people are going to, quote, unquote, like, stuff the ballot. So thinking about, like, all right, how can we actually set it up so that way maybe it's, like, only, like, one IP. And again, thinking about that but worst that's case. What, but that's what you think, and that's where my mind goes. My mind goes to what tech and do, what technology do we need in place right. to to have those spam filters? You wouldn't say, I'm never using email because I'm going to get a, a spam email from some prince in Nigeria. No, you use email and your spam filters caught up eventually. And it's the same thing, like same thing online. The spam filters are very, very good. Um, you know, on WordPress when we're using it, like those spam filters are great. So same thing. Like, yes, I understand that you don't like... Right. So it's two prompt. One, who cares enough to actually rig and and put in multiple entries yeah. for feedback for a school district? Two, like, let's let's be real about it. You know, people, this is not a huge thing. It could be something as simple as actually just, just thinking about that. So like how other people do for voting stuff, like in order to submit, you have to put your email address. Or something like that. Right, and you only you only get one per email address. And if people want to do it with five different email addresses, fine. But do you really think five entries are going to skew it that much? Yeah, exactly. Like it's not. It's just not that big of a deal. And the other thing is, like you said, there there's plenty of ways to make sure that that doesn't happen. Like there are ways to. You already have technologies in place. Like you have you have that, and then again, kind of thinking too, like like this kind of mindset. Then this yeah. kind of like yeah, I want maybe not like paranoia, but like like, like having like those concerns. No, it's just a fear base. Well, and it comes it comes from not understanding it. Like well, well, like like in the exact same token. So so kind of thing. If you're like if you're in sales, right, and you're selling to businesses or something like that, you know, or selling like cars. Car cars being a really good example. We had a stand share on people like well, if I bring him in and I know he's a shopper and I leave him with the price, right. He's gonna he's gonna take my price and he's gonna shop there and he's gonna put it online he's gonna put that somewhere else. Right. And and I, I believe I believe Grant Cardone said this and probably other salespeople have said this too. But you know I can guarantee you a hundred percent of the contracts, a hundred percent of the deals that you actually did do had a price. So you need right. you need to have it. So again, kind of being like, well, if you don't leave, if you don't give them a price, you're not well, going to get the business anyway. I mean, it's and it's even the stuff that we approach for this podcast. Like mm-hmm. we're not constantly evaluating every single word we say, thinking, are we giving too much away for free? Are we, you know, are we like yeah, overstepping? How much, how much like, what like, are they going to think? Like, we're not. We're just talking with you guys because we trust this process. Like, in order to build a community, there needs to be that mutual trust and respect and understanding that like this is just what it is now um you know digital communication in in various forms either personal or business um so so not coming from a place of of worrying about everything that's coming out of your mouth so to kind of get to the heart of it so in terms of small businesses and people like you ran into like what do you think is really at the heart of that actual hesitation do you feel it is more so oh it's the paranoia you think it's more so paranoia than than actually like not being ready so you you think it's more of a okay 
Well, okay. So I'll, I'll give you that, that it's probably both. That, that they don't know what to do. Okay. And they don't think what they have to say is worth saying. And the paranoia. So it's kind of partnered, like, because so, a lot so of it is content that, like, creation. Yeah, so worry, like, hey, my content's not good enough. Right. Okay. And then worry about any kind of backlash, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and and those kind of go hand in hand. But a lot of times it does stop people short because it does require a lot of creativity. Like, I can tell someone, like, you know, go do a, and I, I do this for myself. Like, I know I should be on Facebook Live more. But it comes it comes down to, like, well, what do I want to say? Yeah. Like, and it takes time. It takes time to come up with those ideas. Um, you know, so, so I get that. And I get like, you know, speaking with local businesses, like, um, and consulting with different people, like, I understand that a lot of it comes down to having those ideas that they feel are worth sharing. What I'll say is, to brainstorm that is kind of a different process. Like, mm-hmm. um, you can look at it, you do have something to say. Like if you're working with this company or you own this company, you know a lot about your company that other people don't know. Like you know a ton about your industry that could be interesting to other people. Oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of that like expertise and we have in place and everything too, like to kind of allay some of those concerns is. And people aren't going to jump on and argue with you. I think that's another concern no. too. Like people are, you're it, worried that you're going to be disproven. And if you're coming from a place of like, here's my opinion, here's my experiences. Yeah. No one's going to be like, no, you didn't experience that. Right. Like, yeah, no, again, you're just like, saying, here's what I've learned. Yeah. It's not like that, like that, like cool, like guru driving like the, uh, the yeah. Maserati or whatever and be like, Oh, like you're, we're not here like, on the podcast fake. saying like, this is what you absolutely have to do to make your next million dollars. That's not what we're doing. I we're believe, saying, I believe, we say, we, I believe we say we provide sales and marketing strategies that you can implement that you don't have to, but you can. Right. These are um, stuff that we've learned along the way. So, like, I feel like coming from that place, it's people aren't going to be able to argue with you as much. It's an easier conversation, too. Like, in terms of, like, social media and, like, digital and the internet and all that good stuff. Like, thinking about... There's no one right way. Right. Like, it's not like when I'm, like, actually, like, preparing a contract or anything like that. Or right. I have to have, like, certain words in place. And so pe- black and white. And people are more engaged and you can have a little bit more fun with it. You can kind of be creative and people are, like, okay with that. So... Yeah, it's more casual. That's a yeah, that's a good way to put it. So kind of thing like I and I show you there, um, and I'll and I'll, I'll give them a shout out that um, I think it's called Spiral. I don't even know what they do. I have to research it, but they have my attention. There's a thing called like uh, sales humor, something like that. They post on LinkedIn. What's the only funny things that you see consistently posted on LinkedIn, and it's just like constant memes. Um, uh, but then in between, they'll kind of put like you know certain like articles and stuff like that, like the five like cold calling techniques that you can use like right now. And again, thinking about that like. You know, they're they're separating themselves and, and they're kind of differentiating themselves and having that voice out there and again being in an area too where like all oh, like LinkedIn is supposed to be like very like professional and like you have to be that well, again. Like even they have they have your own, with your job now and your coworkers. Like you've upped your gift game. Oh, in terms of like text messaging and stuff like that, yeah. I, but I've that wouldn't like, 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 like think about when email game. first came out. Yeah. People treated it like a letter. They were like, Dear so and so and you had to have like a formal opening and a formal closing and everything in between. And you couldn't send the email had to be long enough to make it look like a letter. I just got an email from a very important person that was literally one fragmented sentence because that was all that needed to be communicated. And it was just, that was that it was efficient. It was casual. It was to the point. Did you send the fragmented sentence? 
She she did. Oh, she did you. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's just funny. Like, you think, um, you e- know. Emails always follow proper etiquette, though. Emails, I will, like, for the most it part. De- but it depends. Like, if you're reaching out for the first time, is different than, like, a back and forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it just, it just depends. Everything's been more casual. But I agree. I like those emails. I get the, the newsletters that I get from um, Meet Edgar all have a lot of fun memes in them. I like MailChimp. Like, I like yeah. that. Like, like, just add a, like, a little bit of humor to the actual, like, you know, servicing. And think about that. Like, they're mostly yeah, marketing Yeah, they were one of business. the first Yeah, and they, they were ones. one. Again, con- and again, it I was we- like, it was weird to see how casual MailChimp was initially. And look how many businesses have followed. And now, and now it's the norm, too. And again, kind of thinking about, like, those actual trends. You can be ahead of some of these trends. You're kind of getting, like, yourself out there, too. So if you're right. in an industry... And again, one thing I would want to separate too is there are certain industries that are highly regulated. Yeah. Um, insurance being one of them, financial services, stuff right. like that. Like you right. might not have that right. kind of yeah. flexibility, but thinking about that one, like, uh, what was it? That like State Farm guy that like ate like yeah, that they gross, ate those like, gross, that gross fish or whatever that went I'm viral. Not sure, well, I'm not sure what his actual compliance would say because I think he had like, which I the guess shirts you can. On. I think you can wear the shirt of like your comp like in an actual video or whatever, but like again, the, the video went viral, you know, and yeah, I was curious enough to Google it. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think knowing your industry is important. Like for Mailchimp, it was a good move for them to go casual. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the right move for everybody. Exactly. Again, certain companies, certain things you do have to stay within within certain guidelines. Um, and uh, we're not saying to to not do that. But if you have more flexibility with that, or if there are well, no guidelines or anything like that, you need to reach out and really, really find out like what. But that figuring out is. what those guidelines are and and working within them, that doesn't mean like don't ever post anything on the internet. Oh, I know. Like that's like one thing too. Like it drove me crazy when and being in and being in financial services too. Like in, in every organization is different. Like one of it was just was like. I can't even put my information out there. Again, I'm not saying like, hey, this is a guaranteed investment and you know, right. you're going to make $100,000. Just basically be like, here's me. Here, here, here's who I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a link to like to our services. Here's a link to like what we actually do. And it was like Had compliance. to go through too, many, too much red tape. <laughs> I remember at one point in terms of compliance and you had to go through like a two-week process to send a letter, again, old school, send a letter and say, hey, by the way, you have an appointment coming up. Your quarterly review is coming up. Uh, and when those things would expire, and it's like, you know, it, 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 you have like a sales prevention department. You're getting in the way of business. Yes. You know, like like for the sake of, I don't know what. Again, you have well, to have that balance too. Certain industries where you have that balance, where you absolutely yeah. need that. Yeah. Um, you know. But like you said, I mean, you're getting in your own way. Like, why wouldn't you want to be where your audience is? If your audience is spending time online, you need to be spending time online. Imagine, okay, so like Facebook started, what, 2004? Something like that. So imagine being a car insurance person or something like that and being one of the first person to actually put out like Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Like you have like a huge advantage just well, thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, ads didn't come till much later. I mean, you could have just been the first car because I mean, even Facebook pages weren't a thing till Cause much even, later. Because now everybody knows about it. Think about like barrier access to like to reach like four thousand people. It's like twenty bucks. Yeah, but but also you're not going to know about the next thing unless unless you start you're there. Now. Exactly, yeah, you're living exactly. on those platforms and. The next thing is going to seem very daunting unless you're starting now. And I think it just comes down to like, you know, if you go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a grouchy person there? Maybe. Is there going to be someone that says something rude to you? Unlikely, but possible. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just, it's all the same people. Um, it's just that you have the potential to get in front of more of them. Um, but it doesn't mean like the people that live on the internet aren't some weird breed that you need to be afraid of. So, so thinking about that from like a dollars and cents. So again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. So what kind of like objections and like, be like, I'm not really, I'm not afraid of the internet, but like, I just, I feel like I've done my business this way for such a long time. Right. And it's so hard to measure like an actual like ROI. Like I know like with these ads or I know like that. So how do you, do you like, but do you know with those ads? Like, that's always my well, question. Like, do you know that, if you're advertising, which is a whole other conversation, a whole other episode that I want to yeah. dive into, is is comparing the traditional advertising mm-hmm. to digital advertising. Yeah. Because so much of digital advertising is similar. Like a lot of traditional advertising gives you um, exposure mm-hmm. and you can't track anything for the most part. You're not tracking what comes from where. And you have to take people's like like word from. So when you had like uh, Louis Lavella and talk about like when you're selling like was it radio ads? Was it ad space? Uh, did he do that? He's in he's in event marketing now, but he may have. I think he had mentioned too in the past. Just kind of again, I, yeah, I, he's I, done I, a lot of things. Yeah, he's done a lot of things too. But talking about like, hey, this is the market, and this is kind of the demographic, and all that stuff, and these are these these are the impressions that you're going to get. Whatever. Sometimes like you have to take. People's, oh like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right because he was he was saying like. That if if you want to advertise and you go to, to it. you go to a radio station, they say, "Oh yeah, this is what our audience is." You just have to take their word for it. They could be lying through their teeth. They mm-hmm. could be telling you something that their key demo- core demographic is women, you know, thirty year old women, and then they're telling some other person that it's fifty year old men, mm-hmm. and you can't see that. If you go advertise on Facebook, you're seeing exactly who you're advertising to. You're in control of that, Correct. but. That's a whole other thing that I definitely want to dive into more. Um, but, but but just kind of to, to kind of address that concern. So right, um, I'm not. The, I, I'm that worried. Exposure I'm, matters. I'm worried. I'm going to spend all that time, and it's not going to be worth it. So how would you basically convince someone in a short say period you're, of time? You're running a business, or or you're like you're making money. Like that's just what this is. You it might not work. Mm-hmm. You, but it's not wasted time. You're learning something along the way. You're you're experimenting and figuring out what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just ask you to question, like, well, how do you know what you're doing now is working? Mm-hmm. What's something else that you've tried in the past that didn't work? What what are you losing if this doesn't work? You know, time and energy? Okay. And that's fine. Sometimes, you know, for me, like... If I'm going in and looking at a business, I might say, for this particular business, my time is better spent on Instagram. And and that's okay. If I have a if I have limited resources, which we all have limited resources, there's only so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, short of paying someone else to do this, um, you pick and choose what's gonna make more sense. But I would argue that spending time getting up to speed with tech and the digital era mm-hmm. is you, important you can't you can't just just be like um 
not like an idol. What's the word? I'm like, you can't just be like, 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 you can't be the audience. You have to, you actually, you actually have to participate now. Like, it's not enough to just to kind of like go right. and You have research. to be a part of things. But also like what Gary Vee always says, like, look at your own behavior. He always, if he goes up there and does like a, a keynote, and I'm kind of getting into this again, but in a lot of his talks, he asks these people like, okay, when given the option, um, you know, watch streaming or DVR, do you fast forward commercials? Everyone raises their hands. You know, when given the option, they will fast forward through commercials. And he said in the off chance that you're watching something live or you drop the remote off the bed, like who? what happens when you um, or raise your hand if you pick up your phone as soon as a commercial comes on? And the majority of people raise their hand. So it's it's understanding that what you're doing mm-hmm. is also probably what a lot of other people are doing. So mm-hmm. if you're online, the Googling stuff, or if you're spending time on Facebook, other people are doing that too. Mm-hmm. And what your online behavior will probably also often reflect the online behavior of other people. Like if you're your core demographic, like, you know, for me, it's easier with the parenting website because I'm a parent. So I could kind of be like, well, if something interests me, if I enjoy spending time on this platform, other moms probably are too. Yeah. And and, and thinking too of like a different platform and like one that's actually works. So again, being an actual participant and not just watching. Right. Um, I had a situation where someone, again, where I've engaged in the actual community, I think on LinkedIn and someone said, Hey, I'm looking for, and this is when I was in logistics. I'm looking for someone to help out with this kind of international shipping. And I made a connection with someone else before and he recommended me. He flat out said me. I saw that conversation. <laughs> and then there were like, it went like, there's like, oh, use this company. Oh, use that company, blah, blah, blah. And I just messaged. I just reached out to him. Like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's the best way to reach you? And again, I wasn't scared right. to put my name out there to right. kind of jump in the conversation and be like, I agree. I agree with Jason. Right. Jason's right. You should talk to me. <laughs> Uh, and not any of these other guys. And that actually made the difference, too. And that actually became one, well, that became one of our international customers. Yeah. Um, and she said, you were the only one who actually reached out to me. Like, other people, like, like liked, like, when when, like right. when when they were suggested. Right. But I was in that conversation before. And this is before people would really look to LinkedIn or look to other stuff for, like, yeah. recommendation. Now people would be like, hey, uh, like, right now, like, LinkedIn, people will use that for, like, additional services, too. Like, I'm looking for a really good co-pack or I'm, or I'm in need of another like designer whereas before I think LinkedIn was a lot more like just recruiters you know right um, well but yeah but the other side of that too I do think there's value in watching and learning if I will say let that be your baby step if you're afraid to start putting your own content out there just start paying attention. Fig- look and see what other people are doing, what might be working well for them, what other people in your industry or in those sister industries are are doing, and kind of take inventory and gather some ideas. And don't, and don't be even be afraid to like to talk to other people too. I like to kind yeah. of ask them. Like I remember again, like when we were just getting the actual digital side, I reached out to Stan, and some of the things like he suggested too, like they're not even like really like that like that valid anymore too. Like he's like I think he well, suggested yeah. like yeah, stuff Tumblr or all that stuff, and like that wasn't like as, as big of a thing. But didn't the, like the things he actually did like change like like for his company like dealer e training, you know it it moved everything. So like before, if you looked up like that search term, like I can't talk that you looked up that search term, 
it brought up like, which I didn't know, there's actually schools for like car dealers in Vegas. So when you go to dealer training, it's literally like, okay, how can I become like a trainer like in Vegas or or in Atlantic City? And he kind of like pushed all that down. But again, he wasn't afraid to get out there, and I was afraid to reach out and say, hey, like, look. And this is something like I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know about. And that was even before you were really even getting into the marketing side too. So we're 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 kind of going back and what he talked about, you know, when using Google Voice and stuff like that. Like things things change so quickly, but it doesn't hurt Google to Google Voice, Google Plus. No, like literally using Google Voice, so using that to text and using that to, oh. to call customers, like to have like the same area code or to reach out to reach out to them too. Because think about that, like if I were, which apparently there's more more regulations. So if I'm selling cars and I call you from a local area, could you see like seven one seven? You're like, oh shoot, it's um, oh. it's a local Honda store, or whatever. And then you see another call a couple months later, also from a seven one seven. You're not gonna put the two together. You're not gonna be like, oh, that was uh, that was the Honda store. You know, you'd yes. see a local number. You'd still be inclined to do it. It's just another opportunity to get someone. But apparently that's changed. Yeah. So bottom line. But I digress. <laughs> um, don't be afraid of the internet. Don't be afraid of putting yourself out there. Like it's, it's really, trust me, I have spent the last seven years of my life on the internet. More than um, seven. Well, as a job in in hours and hours mm-hmm. of putting myself out there. Articles. Um, on big websites and, you know, and it's evolved. It's, it's evolved from like cat videos (laughs) to like where we're at today. Well, I'm just saying I've put myself out there and I haven't been beaten to a pulp. Like I, it doesn't, like, yes, it matters what you put out there. Like I wouldn't recommend go, you know, don't go spewing hate and very like controversial things, um, yeah, you might get some backlash, but like there's valid stuff, there's helpful stuff, there's positive stuff that you can put out into the there's world. There's not that many haters to dab on, is what you're saying. I guess so. But um, anyway, hopefully that makes sense to you guys. And um, we encourage you to, you know, get started, dip a toe in the water, try it out, um, you know, just try it is usually our go-to. Like start it, see what works. If it works, keep doing it. Um, and like I said, I do definitely want to dive more into the topic of traditional versus digital marketing um, and, you know, how they can play hand in hand and the pros and cons to each side. Um, but for this one, I think that wraps things up for the week. Like I said, um, you can follow us on social media. Um, Instagram is at pushpull sales. You can tweet us at pushpull sales. If you have any questions or, um, you know, topic ideas or want to come on the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media. You can also email us pushpullsales at gmail.com. You can view the show notes for this show and other resources at pushpullsales.com. And you can also support the show on patreon.com slash pushpullsales. There was a lot of links. If you just go to pushbullsales.com, it's all there for you. Um, Thank you to bensound.com for intro and outro music. And thanks to you guys for listening. And we will talk to you soon. See ya.